Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. The girls of spring are back on the diamond at Frost Stadium. Chattanooga softball features a young but exciting team. We'll talk softball this week with Mox senior Cameron Swafford, the Southern Conference's preseason player of the year, and Emily Coltharp and Chattanooga head coach Frank Reed. Leading us off this week, she's the catcher, and she's having a great start to this season. Here's Cameron Swafford. First off, Cam, let's kind of start for you. You grew up playing softball. You played at Soddy Daisy. That's a great program um, in the Chattanooga area for, for softball. They've had a long history of success there. When did the idea come about that maybe you wanted to play softball in college, that maybe that could be a, an opportunity for an education for you um it started maybe around like probably like around 12 13 years old um it was like the coaches kind of or my travel coaches kind of introduced the thought of like potentially playing at a higher level and um furthering the career of softball into college because before then we were just having fun we weren't really like we were taking it serious but it was just more about fun and um i really didn't put much thought into it at a young age because I was I was so young and I had so many more years of school and until college started with so many more years that I didn't like put any thought into it but um the thought really came about like they started introducing the thought of it around 12 or 13 then when I got to high school it started becoming more serious because um they kind of instilled into our head that um that we only had four years of high school and like four years of high school went by so fast that we needed to start making a plan about what we wanted to do education wise, maybe consider athletics. Um, they just kind of introduced it. It started getting more serious for me in high school when I became a freshman. And you're an engineering major, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do you want to do after you graduate? Um, after I graduate, uh, I kind of want to, I've had a couple of options. Um, of thinking um, either pharmacy school or find a job within like pharmaceuticals and stuff because um, I've always like, I've like kind of like talked to people who are pharmaceutical scientists and who do that kind of that route instead of the pharmacy school route, because uh, I have a cousin who's a pharmacist and she told me that she was like, uh, retail is good, but it's not really where I wanted to be. If you want to take a serious, more like a, a better route for yourself, the pharmaceutical scientists where they um, actually develop the like the drugs and develop the ways of making everything is probably the better route for me. But um, I'm, con I'm considering pharmacy school for sure. Let's talk a little bit about softball. You got off to such a hot, hot start this year. Um, and look, I know it's your senior year. I'm mm -hmm. sure that's factoring into it for you. But uh, what was different about it this year? Uh, for you this year it's just like I kind of had the thought of like um it's my senior year I just want to play loose and play up and just trying to take that take over the leader role leadership role for the team and just play open and wide open because I mean I just wanted to leave it all in the field and have absolutely no regrets leaving my senior year and um that's just kind of thing I just wanted to have confidence and just play loose and whatever happens happens uh, softball is like a roller coaster. It's up and down, up and down. I can't dwell on the moments that I don't do successful and just try my best and just put my best best foot forward and put like all my effort, just leave it all in the field, basically. 
I remember back, uh, you were probably a sophomore and, and talking with, with Coach Reed about you, and, and he said, look, I know she can hit. She's a hitter. He said, I need to see her get better defensively. And I thought we saw that from you last year. And then, you know, I watched you play this past weekend and, and saw you th throw a couple of base stealers out. How hard have you worked on that part of your game? Um, it's definitely been a lot of hard work. And, like, I've been trying to, like, uh, emphasize, like, my mobility and emphasize my voice and make sure I'm just staying up. And it's a lot of throwing and trying to be quicker on the transfers, being very quick. Because being a catcher, like, you have to be lying on your feet always and be ready for any unexpected things to happen. So I've been working a lot on, like, staying more focused on not just, like, being vocal and being loud on the field, but also, like, my mechanics and just kind of just letting my mechanics during practice work and then put, apply it during the game. So it was definitely a lot of hard work. And uh, it's just, like, you got to think about it as, like, just hard work and practice and let it just show on the field basically. So it's been a lot of throwing, a lot of weight training and stuff like that. Is that the toughest transition going from, from high school to, to playing at the college level? Um, I would, I would say so because it's just so much, so much at a like faster pace and it's so unpredictable and stuff like that. And like, I could play in high school. I could play eight games in a day and be perfectly fine. And then after two games, a double header, I'm like exhausted. Um, I used to explain to my dad that like during child ball, I could play all day long, all day long, keep going, keep going. And then I'd like, be perfectly fine for the next day. And uh, I know like it's because like child ball, there's like a time limit and stuff. And in, high, in college, like the there's seven full innings. You don't know how long the game's going to go on. It can go on forever, four hours, three hours, however long. But uh, it was definitely a harder transition and more intense than it was in high school just because of the pace of the game and stuff. And then, like, um, it's like all the, like, the best athletes come together and stuff like that. I want to go back to your sophomore year when you guys won the Southern Conference Championship and you had, you had an RBI in the sixth inning of the semifinals to help get the win over UNCG. You get the start in the championship game, game two of that championship game, and you played well there. Was that kind of a springboard moment for you looking back on it that, that you've been able to kind of build on since that time? Uh, yes, sir. It's just like that moment, it felt like, like I, it, it gave me more confidence in myself. Like it felt like I was like, hey, I can actually do it. Like I didn't get that many at-bats during the season, didn't get a lot of playing time. But when my team needed me, I pr pr produced what they needed. And um, – it felt like a definitely a confidence booster, and I was just in my head, like trying to say, just stay calm, stay calm, just carry this over into the next season and the next season after that, and just build on it. Like this is a starting, a starting, starting point, knowing that you can do it, and just keep getting up and up and up. You played behind some good catchers when you were in, in your early years uh, at at UTC. What did you learn from from watching somebody like Amanda Beltran and just kind of how she she led this team um, when you were a freshman and a sophomore? Um, Amanda, oh my goodness, I love Amanda so much. She was not only a leader on the field, but she was a leader off the field. She was kind of like the person that like I'd look to, just like she was the quarterback of the team basically. 
Um, when she was when she in moments that she, we needed her, she was clutch, and she was just so well composed. And like, you never if she was stressed out about anything, you never knew it because of how composed she was and how confident she was in herself. And um, she just was a kind of like a like a calming factor to me and like kind of encouraging me to like when I was called upon to produce and to like give me words of encouragement and how she led the team on the field was just like something I could look up to and want something I want to become. And um, she was just an amazing person. And like, I know I still talk to her sometimes today and um, she's just a great person. And like, I definitely took after want to take after her leadership skills and her confidence levels. Yeah, because this is this is your team now, not just as the catcher, but but being a senior, and you've got a relatively young pitching staff that you're mm-hmm. having to kind of work with right now. A little bit about that group, and and tell me what you're seeing because you see a lot more of them than the rest of us do just on game days. Yes, um, I'm definitely seeing a lot of hard work. They're working every single day, anytime of practice. It's always pitch after pitch focusing on making sure the balls are moving right, making sure that they're just making the mechanics are good. And I'm seeing a lot, like after, especially this past weekend, I'm seeing a lot more, like a lot, a lot of confidence in our pitching staff because Hannah Wood had definitely had a breakout weekend and she did amazing. Her drop ball is insane. And um, Kat, Kat Thompson, she definitely had a breakout weekend as well because they all pitching staff as a whole, entire weekend as a whole did amazing. It's just, uh, the hard work, it's like finally good to see the hard work starting to pay off because I know how much hard work they're putting into it and finally getting the results like that we that they deserve is awesome because I just want to keep like as a catcher, it's my job to like keep their confidence high. Like, of course, hits are going to happen. Home runs are going to happen. It's just part of the game. And I just want to make sure that they just brush it off and just move on to the next pitch because you can't sit back on that home run because you can't get it back. And just make sure their confidence is up because I know every single one of the girls the pitch, on the pitching staff can do it. I just want to make sure their confidence is up and like they're they believe in themselves and while keeping them engaged and just it's me and them out there. There's nobody else. They know what pitch they got to throw. They just got to throw it basically. Is Hannah ready to be that number one starter? Because she looked like it this weekend. Oh, I think so. I'm 100% sure she's ready because the way she pitched this weekend, I was blown away. Like it was. It was like honestly, like me catching her. It was awesome to see everything working, everything moving. And it was just, and like we watched the game back last night, and it was just insane how much everything was moving. It was, it was awesome. She did amazing, and I think she's ready. I think she is. How disappointing was last year for you? Because you know, you, you sat behind Amanda. You're you're a junior. You finally get that chance. It's 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 your position. And you got off to a good start last year. I mean, you were right around 300 when everything uh, was shut down last year. How disappointing was that? It was very disappointing. Um, it was very disappointing for me to see, like, the other seniors who were had their season taken away from them and, like, already had, like, future plans after graduation and after softball ended. And it was just disappointing because, like, we had, like, we had just get it, got started. Like, like, last season, our pitching, like, it was, like, kind of like a – like an off kind of thing where like our pitching was on our hitting was off or our hitting was off and our pitching was on. So like, we were just trying, we were just starting to get things figured out. And, um, it was disappointing. Cause I know that team last year was a great team and like, we worked so much, so well together 
and uh, we just wanted to see how it played out when SoCon started. But it was just very disappointing that we didn't get to see like how it would have turned out because we were just coming off a SoCon tournament win, and we wanted to prove ourselves that year even more. And um, it was just it was very disappointing to see the seniors who couldn't play another year, who already had plans to move along and to start their lives and stuff like that. So it was very disappointing to see them go out the way they did. Have you ever wondered, because every year that you've been in college, you've spent spring break in Florida, which sounds great, I guess, to a lot of folks, but you guys take a long trip every year. You go to Florida and it is all softball for, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 10 days or ever how long it is. You ever wondered what it would be like to be a college student and just have a regular spring break? Um, I think about it sometimes, like my freshman year, I would like, I, I, I have friends who don't play sports, who are actual students, just you know, regular students and stuff. And I see that their stories and stuff, they're going to Miami, going to Panama City, going on cruises and all this stuff. And I've wondered what it'd be like, but honestly, like the trip is exhausting. The trip is 11 games or yeah, 11 games the whole week, 11 days. It's exhausting, but honestly, it's probably the best team building like exercise probably ever because I feel like we get so much more close, so much closer down there than we would anywhere else. And um, I have wondered what it'd be like to get like a normal spring break or anything like that. But after going on the trips, like especially not being able to go this year, it's like we miss it. Like we want to go. Like we wanted to go this year. Like all the year, years past, we're like, oh, that's a long trip, whatever. But we make so many memories down there that like it just it feels like. It feels right. It feels right. It feels like we're, that's where we're supposed to be. Everybody in Frost Stadium knows your dad. Number one, because we can hear Scotty over everybody else. <laughs> and he's always flying his, his Chattanooga flag. Does he fly the flag when you come home? No, um, I know there's instances where like he'll like fly the flag, like coming to the parking lot at the indoor, like after a game or something like that. He'll fly it through, but not when we're at home. It's usually in the garage when we're at home. Uh, next to my other my fat head um but no he'll like he'll like pull it out and play with it and be like i gotta get your teammates to sign this new one and i'm like yeah i'll take it down there to let them sign it and all this stuff uh because that's like kind of thing he likes to do is have the girls on the team to sign the flag and then he'll fly it but uh no he doesn't really fly it much at home (laughs) he's still the same person though at home though for real Cameron, best of luck the rest of the year. I hope we can get a chance to do this again. Keep us updated on uh, on how things go for you and, and your future, and we'll get a chance to talk again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Emily Coltarp is the preseason Southern Conference Player of the Year, and Emily is quickly climbing up the all-time list in several categories at UTC, and she's our guest this week on Mox on the Mic. Hey, Emily, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate you giving us a little bit of time. Yeah, um, of preseason player of the year. That comes with some expectations. That does, for sure. <laughs> How'd you feel about that? Um, I mean, it was an honor, honestly. I was surprised to get it. It was something that I'm really honored to have. So it's it's exciting. You make the move from shortstop to second base. Yeah. How has that been? It's been good. At first, you know, it was a little different. Um, middle infield is, it's a fun position. You get a lot of action. It was it was different at first, but I'm actually really enjoying it, saving my arm a little bit. So 
that's the good part of it for sure. Is it different seeing the field from that side, sort of from the, from the right side as opposed to the yeah. left side? It definitely is. You know, I didn't really realize the difference that I was going to have, but it's a lot different seeing it from the right side. It's even in the way that you have to field the ball, you know, at shortstop, you have to more attack it. You have to be quicker with your throw at second base. You can kind of take your time more, but at the same time, you have to field it in a different way. You came in as a freshman and started right away. I mean, you yeah. stepped in from day one and were the starting shortstop and yeah. and you had a you had a really, really good I mean, you were the freshman of the year in the conference. What was that transition like going from high school to playing in the Southern Conference? It was very different for me. Even coming in, you know, as a freshman and just getting used to the whole college experience, having you know, waits early in the morning, you have practice every day on top of school. College is a lot harder than high school. So it was difficult. But at the same time, I learned really fast about, about how important it is to manage your time and how important it is to just make sure you get everything done. Um, it was hard, but it was worth it. And it taught me a lot of things. And I think it made me a better person overall. Well, you made it look easy. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it was easy, but I'm glad. I'm glad I made it look like that way. <laughs> now, what's your major? I'm a human resource management major. What do you want to do? Um, right now, I'm looking forward to a career into human resources. I'm looking into internships, into just getting myself out there. Um, so far, we've applied for internships. We're trying to get them. So I'm looking for a career in that. Let's go back to last year for a second. Um, you were having another, I mean, you were having a tremendous year last year, especially at the plate when everything was shut down. Yeah. Do you remember that moment? I know you guys were in Florida, right? Sure. And you were, you yeah. didn't, it wasn't a game day. It was a practice day. Yeah. But do you remember that moment when you found out the season was done? I do. We were actually all, I think we just got back from practice. We just got back to the hotel and we were actually going to go to the pool and just hang out for the rest of the day. And I remember actually seeing it on Twitter. Like I saw a bunch of other teams. So we were, we were supposed to play Penn State the next day. And we got word that we weren't playing them because their conference just canceled their season. So we were like, um, are we going to be next? So we were kind of just waiting. And whenever we got the text message and our coaches, all we all had a meeting about it. And it was devastating. You know, we had a bunch of seniors that already had jobs lined up. They already had plans. So they couldn't take that fifth year. And they just all of a sudden their season was done and their softball career was over. So it was hard. I mean, we were all there together supporting each other through it, but it wasn't an easy thing to go through. Have you thought about the extra year of eligibility that you've been able to, to gain? Are you, yeah. where are you with that? I, I know there's a lot of people that would love to see you have one more year in a Chattanooga uniform. Yeah, I have thought about it. Um, just recently, honestly, I've thought about it'd be a great idea for me because I do want to get my master's and I think that'd be a good option for me. So I have thought about taking my fifth year and staying here for my fifth. So that is definitely an option for me. Tell me a little bit about this team. We talked with Cam Swafford earlier and we talked about the young pitching staff. Let's talk about the hitters. Uh, there's three freshmen in this lineup, typically three to four on a given yeah. day. What are you seeing from these uh, from this young group that's coming in? Honestly, I, I would say this is probably the most talented that we've ever had as a freshman-wise, all around. I mean, we have a very young team, and first weekend, you know, they came out and they just dominated. It was like they weren't scared to go up there as a freshman. They are – I've been really impressed with them, and I'm really happy to see them do so well. 
and I'm really excited for them. You know, as a young team, we were kind of nervous going in, just seeing how all of us would play together and how we'd all react. But this year I've been nothing but impressed by them. Take us back to high school. Why, why Chattanooga? What was it that led you here? I mean, why not Chattanooga? I came here and it was, I, it just instantly felt like home. You know, I stepped on campus and I felt so welcomed by everybody. I felt like this, this is the place where I belonged. And I, that's what I really wanted when I came here. I wanted somewhere that was like a home away from home and everything about it, the city, the people, the coaches, the team, everything was just, it was perfect for me. It just fit so well. You've had two really successful years yeah. now coming into your junior year. Are teams pitching you differently now, you feel? Yeah, I feel like they are. I think that they've kind of picked up on my weaknesses and my strengths. Um, now that they have all those scouting reports, my coaches always laugh at me because if you look at my spread chart, it's me always hitting to the left side because that's all I do. So I think teams are kind of picking up on that and – something that I've definitely had to work on and it's, but it's where I need to improve. And that's been a big thing for me this season. What kind of adjustments do you make? Oh gosh, not swinging at the rise ball. That's one for sure. <laughs> I got to stop swinging at the rise ball, but um, just really, I'm trying to, you know, spread out where I hit on the field, you know, not just that left side because people are starting to realize that the left side is a heavy place for me to hit. So really just, hitting the inside pitch, getting it to the right side, just making sure that I'm taking advantage of every pitch that's pitched to me. You and Katie Snell, that's uh, that has the chance to be a, a really solid little double play tandem there. She's kind of like you coming yeah. in as a freshman yeah. and stepping in and playing shortstop every day. Exactly. What kind of advice have you given her? Oh, just to keep your head up. I mean, that's never an easy thing to do do to come in freshman year you know shortstop's a difficult position you get a lot of balls hit to you just always I told her just play how she knows how to play don't stress about it come in and just have fun and she's done nothing but doing that and she's a great player and I really enjoy having her right behind me and right next to me in the field so I really enjoy playing with her you've been fun to watch since yeah, you've been you. here um, favorite memory on the field for Emily Coltart so far Definitely. Gosh, there's so many, but I mean, I can't, you can't beat one in the championship freshman year. I mean, that was just the best feeling. We worked so hard for it all year and to finally get that dub and just to win with some of your best friends. That was the greatest feeling. It's unmatched. See, I tell people you guys are still the defending mm -hmm. Southern conference champions yeah. because nobody won it last year. So yeah. you guys are still champs. We are, we are. Everybody's going to definitely come out and, Try to knock us off this year. Emily, thanks so much for the time. It's you. looking forward to watching you play uh, a couple of more years. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. Frank Reed recently coached in his 1100th game as UTC's head coach. We talk softball and superstitions with Coach Frank Reed. What's been the biggest challenge or been the bigger challenge for you this year to get games in? Is it the weather or the pandemic? <laughs> I think they go hand in hand. Uh, the COVID has definitely been an issue. Uh, I can remember a few weeks back, we come in on a Monday and we found that we had canceled or got canceled 10 ball games that weren't going to happen because of different air, different universities having different, uh, I guess, guidelines. We were able to recruit 
eight of those, you know, as the week went on. But, uh, you know, it's like this weekend we're going to play, uh, which normally would be a tournament weekend playing five. We're going to Georgia State and playing a, a doubleheader. So that's definitely been an issue. And we knew those issues were going to pop up from here and there. But then you pack on weather, which you just really didn't know how that was going to happen. So the first weekend, we had to make a call on the weekend for Troy. Uh, and uh, I think it rained. It was supposed to be 90, 90, 80 that, those three days. And I think that was the only day that – or those the only place in the country that didn't have rain. So after that, I, I said, I'm not making any more weekend calls or rain calls or bad weather calls. So it has been a combination of both. Hopefully, with the warmer weather coming in, we've sort of got over the hump with some of that, and uh, we can uh, start moving forward with uh, getting some regular, regular scheduled games. Yeah, I want to get to the schedule in, in a little bit, but I want to talk about this team, too. You've got such a young squad. What's the biggest challenge when you've got a, a young team like this? Uh, them For them to believe in themselves and to believe in each other, I think uh, – they're quick to get down, and when they get down, they start questioning, do I have the ability, or why am I doing this, or why am I doing that? And then uh, when doubt, self-doubt sets in, it's tough to sometimes overcome that. Some athletes can can uh, just bounce right back and just take it for what it's worth. It's a time at bad, or if it's a bad mistake in the field, or I didn't pitch that perfect pitch, and they can move forward. Then you got other athletes that uh, may not be as uh, – I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but uh, can bounce back as quickly. And sometimes they carry that for a while, and then that can actually affect what's happening with another player. Uh, them saying, you know, hey, I, you know, I didn't do well. I'm, I'm down. And then somebody tries to console them, and maybe they pull somebody else into the rut with them. So that's it's a little bit of a combination of both. But, uh, uh, you know, trying to stay up and remind them that it's early. It's just a softball game. And, conference hadn't started yet and you know nobody's nobody's telling us that uh, if we lose tomorrow we go home We're just saying that we got to get better I want to talk about some individual players for a minute too let's start with Hannah Wood because she leads the Southern Conference in ERA as we uh, as we record this she's allowed just two earned runs in her last 28 innings has she been a surprise she has uh, you know Hannah Hannah Came here with just to, you know, wanted just to her to get her an opportunity, and uh, she has been a surprise. She has worked very hard. Uh, you know, we've got five different pitchers, and we throw them out there to see who's going, who's going to you know, come to the top. And uh, she's done a really, really good job. Of that she still doesn't have the strikeout numbers that we would like. She's starting to pick those up a little bit. You know, I think we talked in the past that, you know, a pitcher that's doing throwing really well for you is going to have a strikeout per inning innings pitched, and so uh, she's not quite there yet. Uh, actually, I had that number, I had those numbers yesterday I was actually looking at. I think she's around 30, 30 innings uh, with maybe 11 to 15 strikeouts, so she needs to dump those numbers up a little bit, but her ERA's down, and so that's a good thing that will, will help her. And, uh, uh, you know, she did some other roles for us with the uh, first base hitting, but as she's gotten stronger with pitching, we're leaning towards maybe allowing her to just focus on the one thing, which would be the pitching area. When it comes to her, is is do you feel like right now she's your – is she your solid number one at this point? 
<laughs> oh, that would be a great Coach Turingo question since he works with him every day. Uh, I guess you would say that. I'd hope that we we wouldn't say that two weeks from now. Not that not that we don't want her to be her number one. I'd hope that we would say that she's got some other people pushing her to be number one as well. And that means that we could possibly have three number ones or four number ones because as we go into this in this uh, conference, uh, the teams that are going to have to throw somebody on Saturday game one and again on Sunday game, the Sunday game, are not going to be as successful as the ones that have to have, you know, different pitchers that can come in and play our pitch. So uh, we're hoping that, you know, by the time we get to conference, we'll have several that can do that and then, uh, be able to, you know, have a complete, complete staff. But honestly, uh, Hannah would be a perfect, a perfect role for her would be a reliever in the, in the types of pitches she throws and what she's doing, get the ground balls out and those types of things. But I don't think we're going to be able to use her in that area much this year, maybe a little, but um, uh, because we're going to have to depend on the start. When it comes to pitchers, you've used six different pitchers this year. Now the the appearances are, are kind of spread out a little bit too with uh, Hannah and, and Kat Thompson have appeared in, in the most number of games so far, but uh, you've been able to get all of them in at least three times. Is it tough to kind of gauge a pitcher when it comes to such a limited number of, of appearances or a limited number of innings this early in the season? Uh, maybe a little bit, but you know what most people don't see is we see them in practice. We see them work out there. We see them struggle or, or have confidence in a pitch or not have confidence in a pitch. And you'll be surprised what you can tell by their de demeanor on the mound, uh, whether somebody's got it for that day, you know, after they've thrown a few pitches and maybe they don't work or maybe the opposite where they've thrown some pitches and they worked really well and so they feel very confident. You can see that as you as you learn these players. Some are a little more difficult to read than others, but, you know, as you've been around them, uh, it's really the, easy to tell if they're happy with their, what they're doing or if they're disappointed and, you know, you need to boost them up a little bit. But uh, so that to answer your question is, you know, a lot of the opportunities they're getting are happening from results of what we see in, in practice. Uh, and then, you know, we feel like that we need to see some encouragement for us as coaching staff. And, and of course, Coach Trango works with pitchers. She'll come in and say, so-and-so had a good week. You know, I've watched her. Yeah, I see that. Same thing with pit, with our defensive players and our hitters. So-and-so's hit well this week. Maybe we ought to give her a start, uh, get her some at-bats, and so uh, see what she can do with that. So it's just a combination of being able to get them out there and then read, read them once they're there and, and sort of see their confidence level. You've got, what, three freshmen in the lineup, just at least three, just about every game. Um, I want to talk about a, a couple of those, including Kaylee Snell, who has stepped in and and you've you've put her in at shortstop, which uh, she's going to get to handle a lot of chances this year. And your thoughts on Kaylee Snell? And obviously, if you can come in here and start as a freshman, you're doing something right. Yeah, you know we moved we moved Emily as well uh, to go to second, and didn't have anything to do with Emily. We just felt like the way it worked out that was the best best thing for us. To be honest with you, I've doubted myself a little bit in, 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 in those areas because I, I felt like we got to secure a strong middle 
from your catcher right on up to the center fielder uh, to be a really good team. And um, both of those kids have struggled with uh, defensive errors and, uh, um, and struggled at the plate. Uh, they've got the decent numbers, but for a slapper, their numbers should be much better. And they know this. The things that we're talking about with you is the same things that we've had discussions with them. So it's not like trying to embarrass them. They're, they're great kids and they have the capability. They just need to find that consistency. Well, Emily, you know, having a, you know, basically a year and a half under her belt, she's a, she's a, a little more experienced and maybe can hopefully rock through some of this. Kaylee, uh, obviously being a freshman, you know, just trying to keep her up uh, and making those plays. But uh, they're definitely, they've definitely at times been very important for us. And hopefully, you know, they're going to mature uh, to the point where we can count more on them. You know, being in a one and two hole, uh, you count on those kids to get on base with their speed, if nothing else, still second, get a dink in the gap or over a shortstop's head and you're scoring. But if you're not getting on base, you know, we can't even utilize that. Or, you know, get one on base, one bunts, one over. Uh, maybe you can, on the bunt, can, can move her all the way to three, you know, with her speed. So those are things that we look at. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you can, you can look at the stats and see on base percentage. But uh, they've, got, they've got decent numbers when you look at just batting averages. Uh, but when you look at the type of hitters they are, being slappers, uh, short ball people, then uh, their numbers should be better. I mean, I don't know. They're in the 300s. And, you know, a really, really, really good slapper, an all-conference slapper is at 415 to 4, 475. So uh, uh, we need to get their numbers up, and hopefully we'll see that happen uh, as we move forward. Let's talk about another one of those freshmen in the lineup in Courtney Ball who's – Who's playing third base for you? Yeah, you know, Courtney, Courtney, you know, when I recruited her, she caught some too. So she's just a sort of a loosey goosey type player that just goes out there and does, doesn't matter how close she plays. She's not concerned about that. Doesn't matter, you know, how far back she just, or what she's been in. She's got a, has had, had a pretty good head on her shoulders for making plays and, you know, knowing where the people are on the field, getting the force, going back to first. You know, making sure she's in the right place to make those tags. So, uh, uh, you know, we didn't know that. I don't think we really knew that she was going to be our starting third baseman. Uh, she just it just sort of worked out. She played some middle during the year and during the fall and, and some at second base. So we just moved around places just to see where she fit. And we struggled. We struggled on the corners to try to figure out who was going to go there. You probably remember if you kept up. We've had different first basemen, different third basemen. We, we settled on Courtney a little sooner than we have at first. And just, you know, it's just been in the last, uh, the last week that we settled. We went to Liz Rodebaugh, uh, who's normally a catcher, second baseman, who really doesn't look like your first base person, uh, just from high class, but uh, a good receiver from the catcher point and has good hands on the infield. So, she played pretty well. I hate talking good about those kids. I, I say that not in a mean way, but I feel like I've cast a jinx on them when I say that they're doing really, really, really good. But uh, our freshmen, all our freshmen have, have given us some things to be excited about. 
Well, this team isn't without its uh, without ex- its experience as well. Haley Weisenbach is is back for uh, a fifth year. She made her 175th start on Sunday. She's played in 184 games now in a Chattanooga uniform. Uh, what does it mean on this young team to have somebody that has played that much softball for you? Well, you know, they should be able to show them how it's done, you know, for sure. Uh, you know, how to come to work every day and how to get the job done and, you know, what's expected of them. And especially um, when you when you have the downs, you know, when things aren't going well in the dugout. You know, first, I can, I've been there, you know, it's going to get better. Keep your head up. On the same token, not letting them get too high when they've when they've done something real, really good and understanding that hey, we still got to win the game, even though you just hit a home run and tied the ball game, but we still got to win. So uh, it just it's it's good to have that. And uh, hopefully uh, that's gonna pay dividends for us when we get into conference play. Uh, the two players that we're talking to uh, today that we've already heard from. Let's start with uh, with Cam Swafford. I thought she started to kind of assert herself a little bit last year, and then you really didn't see what all she could do because the, the pandemic hit and the season got shut down. This year, though, she kind of gets a chance to take over behind the plate and, and be your, your everyday catcher back there. Her development from what you have seen since uh, she came here from Saudi Daisy. Yeah, it's it's been tremendous, and you know you're, you're right. You know, willing to you know, whether she fell into that or not, willing to be able to develop to get into a position. Oh, you know, she wasn't scheduled; she wasn't penciled in to be our starting catcher. Uh, you know, and Liz called as well, uh, but Kaylee Phillips was going to be our starting catcher transfer to Tennessee, and then Kaylee had the surgery, so uh, give her an opportunity, and then we're obviously moving Liz. Uh, trying to keep Cam's bat. I think the thing that sort of set Cam aside on the front end was that she was putting the ball in play. You know, I think maybe she hit a couple home runs for us and drove in some runs in some key games. And so that sort of elevated her to the point where, you know, you can't take that out of the lineup. So, you know, you gotta you gotta have them behind the play. You know, she's she's done a good job there. She needs to work a little bit more on her blocking and her, her throwdowns, but she's got success with her throwdowns. Just a little, maybe build a little quicker for that. But uh, this, uh, she's done good. And the more time she's getting back there, the better she's she's showing that uh, that uh, she deserves to be there. So uh, uh, we're excited about her. Obviously, a local product. So uh, kudos to Saudi Daisy and their programs of kids coming out of there. Emily Coltharp, we talked to her as well. You've already mentioned she's uh, made that move from shortstop over to second base. She is the conference's preseason player of the year. I think for anybody that has watched her play, you talk about Kaylee Snell stepping in there as a freshman a couple of years ago. That was Emily that stepped in and nailed down that shortstop job as a as a freshman. And I don't think you've been able to get her out of the lineup since, have you? No. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know, they both done done a really, really good job. Emily you know, she struggled. I mean, I took her out of the lineup on Saturday, I think, because she struck out one time or a couple of times. I'm not sure what the deal was. She just didn't seem to get in the flow. But we talked about it after the game, and I said, so do you know what the issue is? She said, no. I said, you got selected uh, preseason all-conference player of the year. It's a, it's a jinx. That's a curse. 
I've seen that so many times with players, not just in our conference, other conferences, especially that one that gets picked at the end of the season and you're going into the tournament, you're selecting conference player of the year, you know, and everybody's got your number and you're, you're going in and trying to play. And she said, <laughs> it was funny. She told me, she's, I don't want it anymore. Can you call the conference and tell them to give it to somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> she was willing to give all that up. So she'd get back on and help the team, you know? So, uh, I said, yeah, I'll call them. I'm not sure, you know, we can give it back, give pick the next second pick and reannounce this thing. You know, she said, I want that monkey off my back. You know, I want to, I want to know, just come out here and play and I want to you know, be the best I can for the team. And that, you know, I think that was a move in the right direction already to get that monkey off her back. I, I would say. I'm glad you guys aren't superstitious. No, not me. You know that. I mean, <laughs> I tell them, I used to get mad. I, I used to be a little bit superstitious. And I said, uh, I, I remember one year I was uh, really getting on to a team. And, uh, uh, you know, we that's back when we could actually go in the locker room between games, you know, have my talk with them. Since COVID, we hadn't been able to do that. But I was telling them, I said, what are you doing with those superstitions where it's wearing the same shirt or the same pair of socks or whatever you do? Don't don't do it no more. It's not working. We're losing. <laughs> Go away. Do it. Don't do something else. That doesn't work. You know, they and they may draw a line on the field or you know when they go to bat or, or whatever. I said that stuff's not working anymore. Let's let's go to something else. So uh uh yeah, you know, that's I think our sport, I don't know if you know, I've played other sports, but I don't remember, you know, outside of baseball and softball, I think that's probably the most uh, superstitious sports that you're involved with, wouldn't you think? I don't think there's any question, Coach. I don't think there's any question about it that baseball and softball players are by far and away the most superstitious of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, uh, you know, right in the family, my daughter, Dana, you know, Dana Ball, who coaches down at Gordon Lee High School, and she just won her 11th, I think, state championship down there. But you're talking about superstitions now. She she really is, and so she says she aren't got to come by it honestly. But I can't remember being as bad as she is. So, uh, uh, but uh, she was that way in everything. She played basketball and volleyball, and she was superstitious in all of her sports. So uh, maybe it's a maybe it's inherited thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. So who's got more rings now? Championship rings? You or Dana? <laughs> it's funny you should ask that. Uh, She's probably beating me, but if you want to know who's beating all of us, is uh, we're actually having a conversation this morning with uh, Rhonda Watts, uh, our strength coach, about rings. And I showed her a picture of my little grandson, Reed, where he won a ring, a championship ring, just last year. And we took the picture together, and I was, had my ring up, and he was showing his ring. And I was thinking about all the things they're doing for these young kids with these rings. Uh, so you ask about who's got the most, probably Riley, my granddaughter. She may have 12 or 15 because uh, they get them. You know, if they win, they get these. And they're pretty legit looking rings. But, you know, the concerning thing for me is what do the kids get when they actually earn a ring? Are they going to be getting new cars back, you know, when they get to my level or what? But uh, so and Reed actually won a ring this weekend in a baseball tournament. So uh, I'm sure they're going to – those two are going to be – me or her mom before it's all over with. But uh, Dana's probably in the in the legitimate rings, I would say. Uh, I would say Dana's probably, probably got me. Coach, appreciate the time. Always good to catch up. 
Catch Chattanooga softball all season on ESPN+. Thanks to Cameron Swafford, Emily Coltarp, and Coach Reed. Thanks to our producer, Tate Johnson, for putting all this together. And thanks to you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic wherever you download your podcast from. Until next week, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.